Welcome to Half Measures with me, Paul Kanawa, and my co-host, Dan Whiting. Dan, how's it going? It's going really great. Thanks, Paul. How about yourself? Pretty good. We're into what final week of lockdown here in New Zealand? Final week of level four lockdown. So uh, we're right. moving to uh, level three, which is exciting times for us. And it means one really big thing here in New Zealand. Takeaways. Takeaways. Any takeaways right now? I'll take anything. I'll take fish and chips, curry, Thai, Subway, noodle canteen, burger fuel. I'll eat any of them. In fact, that's all I want to eat next week is takeaways. That's right. All of the above for me as well. Noodle canteen is my go-to. But I feel like the first couple of days is going to be crazy. It's going to be chaos. There's going to be drive-throughs with queues all the way into the street. I see that. I got a notification from uh, Uber Eats today that they're they're doing no delivery fee from Tuesday, which is pretty good. So they're, they're going to be busy. They're going to be busy. What's going to be your first takeaway, though, Paul? That depends on who wins the argument in this house. If it's the the kids, we'll probably end up getting like a KFC or a Macca's breakfast. Uh, for international visitors, that is the McDonald's way of, uh, we pronounce McDonald's over here, Maccas. Uh, if it's down to me or, or Diana, I think we'll, we'll end up getting a, a curry or a, or a noodle mm. canteen. Oh, just, a curry. I can't, just... I can't wait for a curry. You know what I love about so noodle canteen, though, is I love sitting there watching them cook it. I love that. I love that moment. Anyway, that's, uh... so what, where, where are you going first? I don't even know. I'm... I'm a little bit probably, there's so many choices and I think I'll probably go for, in the early part of the week, I have to make some strategic calls around where it's not going to be too busy. Mm. Um, So maybe a bit more local, but I think as the week goes on, uh, maybe I'll hit some of those big chains, but I'm with you. A shout out to all of those, um, I guess, restaurant workers and delivery drivers. It is going to be a crazy, crazy week. Hectic. There's yeah. nothing better though than um than really sitting down with some takeaways and watching an episode of your favorite show. It's a it's a real favorite thing of mine to um relax and unwind. That's right. I love having everything set up ready so that when the food arrives you just oh, yeah. press play and just bite straight into the burger. Oh definitely. I do not want to be mucking around with like what are we watching when we're eating. Like it has to all be that's a seamless right. experience. And that's actually where those um, those palate cleanser shows are actually really good, like an episode of The Office, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, whatever it may be. Great. And on that subject, uh, we've got our, um, uh, our usual standing agenda item. Yeah. <laughs> of what have we been watching? That's the one. What have we been watching? Yeah. What have uh, we been, do been wanna, watching? Do you want to kick it off, Dan? Yeah, sure. So, um, obviously, uh, last week I made a commitment to watch, to catch up on Better Call Saul. Um, I was at season four last week. I'm, I'm all up to date now. So, I've watched a lot of Better Call Saul, and we're going to do a bit of a deep dive into that today. Um, I've also been watching um, Ozark season three, uh, which is I'm about halfway through that. Looks like it's uh, turning into a really good season. And I'm, I'm continuing on with uh, Bosch as well, because obviously Bosch season six has come out. Can't How about yourself? Yeah, continuing on with Money Heist here. So now we're just approaching season four of that. So that's still been really did strong. You, did you ask your wife what her nickname was going to be? Uh, no, we haven't had that conversation, but it certainly won't be her place of birth. Um, that we want to come up with something. <laughs> we want to come up with something more exotic. Same for me as well. I don't, I don't want my I don't, place of birth. That would be really terrible. I don't know where she was born, but is it like Hamilton or something? I want it to be something. <laughs> it's not. No, it's certainly not. Um, uh, good. Rewatch of Seinfeld has continued. Uh, again, fantastic. We're nearing season four of that. Um, rewatch of Transformers. Uh, that's that's really strange calling that a rewatch because of course that's you know 1980s. But I'm I'm now rewatching that with uh with my six year old and the episode we last watched uh, Skyfire dies and she's in tears. So I think as we talked about that's, the other day, that's not a good sign of things to come. No chance when it comes to Optimus Prime. I don't think mm-hmm. uh, you're going to have to have um what's next lined up and good to go. I think. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah, something something ready to, to cleanse the palate uh, mm-hmm. straight away. 
Uh, we've also watched a couple of movies. Uh, so John Wick Chapter Three, recommendation oh, from right. you from the uh, the Half Measures Oscars with Halle Berry. Did you Did you enjoy it? Halle, did you say Halle Berry? Halle, <laughs> Halle Berry's uh, best Best Actress Award that you gave her. Oh yeah, but, yeah. Um, I didn't think she was in it that much, but it was an interesting movie. Uh, I, I found myself not knowing really why anyone was fighting about certain things and what under the table was have you watched it. have you watched the other john wick movies or are you yeah. coming in hot number three no, no 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 we'd seen the others but it just felt like it was like i understood the idea of why they were fighting but it was just it's at the end of the day i didn't really care half the time i was just enjoying mm-hmm. the fight scenes because they're really really quite intense and uh, i think that, that's what the whole series is all about some well choreographed scenes and i think that and i think the reason i i gave Halle Halle belly the uh the props <laughs> is that i actually thought that she did such a good job of i sort of falling in line with county reeves's john wick that they they seem like a really good combo great on-screen chemistry yeah and um look the other thing we watched was and this is a movie i'm going to recommend to you uh is yesterday which is I've seen it Okay, so don't, don't bring me old news. It's old news, yeah. It's just become available for free over here, so that's why I watched it. Um, I thought that was a fantastic movie, and yes, I'm a huge Beatles fan, but I just thought it was just such a great idea, and I really felt it was well executed. Um, yeah. Spoiler alert: one of my favorite parts of the movie was when when he realized that, of course, the Beatles had never got together, and this is why he could bring the music to the world. But then he had the idea that John Lennon might still be alive in this universe and then he went and found him and found that he'd he'd led that ordinary life and that he was really happy in that ordinary life and that he wouldn't want anything else i just thought it was just really really good one of uh, danny boyle's uh, better movies for sure really enjoyable mm-hmm. no, awesome awesome cool so we're we're at episode 10 of half measures so congratulations paul double figures we're, we're growing up I feel like I feel like now that we've got to ten, we need to almost stop mentioning the episode number at the end at the start of each because it's like it's 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 almost meaningless now, you know. It's... It is, it is, yeah. As you say, double digits. It'll be maybe the next time we talk about it, episode one hundred. That's right, exactly right. Yeah, when we get to that point, then we'll bring it back up. But what is exciting about this episode, this 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 podcast today, is one of the reasons we decided to make a podcast was that we have conversations about TV shows we love and movies that we love. And so the conversation we're going to have today about Better Call Saul season five is the sort of conversation that we would normally have. This is not oh, a. I didn't deep... get that memo. Oh, this is the Fast and the Furious so, episode, is it? Yeah, okay. yeah. Look, it's. You know that this, this is, um, Fast and the Furious uh, animated series we talked about last week, right? Okay, so this is going to be this is going to be one of those things where we're rich and famous in the future. It will be on the Wikipedia page that will say in every episode, Dan Whiting makes a reference to Fast and Furious, and it will just be something that fans will go back through to check that it is in every episode. (laughs) Indeed, indeed. So so well done. Okay, so Biblical Soul, yeah, that's we're at the end of season five. I, I can't believe that it's just ended because it feels like you know we had the finale this week. And it's incredible because it felt like the longest wait ever for this show to actually return. So I can't believe it's already over because, you know, we had season one in 2015, two in 2016, season three in 2017, season four in 2018. And then we got that news last year that there wouldn't be a season five until 2020. And at Mm -hmm. the time we, we had no idea why that was. And then it turned out it was because of El Camino. And then, which was great because we got a Jesse Pinkman movie, uh, and now we've had season five, and it feels like it's just gone by in a flash. I think too, and um, less so for me because I was sort of coming like coming into season four and season five all at once. That sort of condensed into this um, big medical soul. Um, ball, particularly when it, you know when I start thinking about El Camino and I start thinking about my recent re- rewatch of Breaking Bad, it just makes me love this universe so much, and it also makes me a little bit. Uh, concerned, I guess, that, but there's nothing we can do about it, that actually by the time we get season six might be quite a way off as well, given yeah. the the various production delays and things which are happening. And, yeah, God knows what's going to happen there. That's going to be across the board for a lot of TV shows, a lot of movies. There's going to be a lot of opportunities to rewatch some material over the next, I don't know, maybe in six months' time when they run out of all the new material, we may have a, a hiatus period where we can just do lots of rewatches. Yeah, yeah, that's for sure. So yeah, um, Better Call Soul season five is kind of going to be the, I guess, the, what the focus of our episode. So mm. if you're not up to date, um, 
Get maybe, out of here. Yeah, maybe stop listening at this yeah, point. Yeah, don't, you yeah. don't want spoilers. For, if you like the show, you do not want spoilers. Yeah, I think um, get up to date and then maybe maybe come back and, and finish the episode because we are going to go deep into some of the things that happen in this uh, season and talk about some of our predictions for, I guess, season six. I like the sound of that. I like the sound of it. This... Um... I feel like this show should clean up at the Emmys this year. I just feel like it was an amazingly, insanely good, strong season. It's, uh, I just every episode, I just felt like I was coming out of thinking, "Oh, that was even better than the last episode." And when we when we finished the finale this week, my wife said at the end credits, "That was a really strong season," and she sets the bar really high for TV standards. So she's kind of like the equivalent of the. The, the the Roger Ebert seal of approval when it comes to TV shows. It was a really, really high standard this season. Yeah, I think what's really incredible about watching Better Call Soul is, you know, the Breaking Bad universe is so... It, it, it's Walter White and Jesse Pinkman. And I think what's great about Better Call Soul is it's actually brought... Well, there is already like strong characters in that universe, but that all of these characters can kind of stand on their own. I would almost watch a, a standalone TV show about Mike, about Gus, about uh, Nacho or Vega, or like like they're all such great characters, and yep. I just want to know more about them. And even though I've just finished watching um, Breaking Bad this year before El Camino, it's actually made me actually almost want to start Breaking Bad again because I want to go and and remind myself of actually what's actually happening in Breaking Bad and how it all connects together. And I think there's just, there's so many components to this whole TV show that make you think, and there's nothing that's not intentional. And there's all this sort of like subtle messaging, the way it's filmed, the way it's recorded, just the way they um, show things, the way they cut to different scenes. It's, it's a masterpiece. I think, I think you're spot on there. There's no filler Every every scene has a purpose. Uh, the, the 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 way the scenes are set up, there's nothing. There's left a chance. There's mm. there's so much thought goes into every episode. I think you're absolutely right. And and it's, it's a strange thing to say about a show which is very deliberately paced slowly, yes, which yes. just 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 makes it even more enjoyable. I, I love that because so many TV shows these days seem to be intent to just fly through story to get to action to get you know, to get that sort of... Um, and, and I think that's the thing, right? Thing. I think uh, I can imagine a lot of people might have been um, put off or stopped watching Medical Soul after season one or season two because they probably found it a little bit slow going, but it's a show that rewards you for putting in the time. And, you know, season one when um, Jimmy is much more legitimate, I guess, all the way up to now where it's kind of edge of your seat, high tension but you've got to earn it and earn it yep. we did. Yeah. Oh, again, spot on. It's just, you you just want to go back and watch a season every time you watch an episode because it touches on something that happened. Uh, there's been some moments where I haven't been able to remember exactly what happened in the, the previous season or the pre- if something happened in Breaking Bad. And I just want to go back and, and watch it because there's so much detail there and it's such a, a, a well put together show, isn't it? And I think it kind of speaks to the, I think, the quality of the casting because quite often I have to really think quite hard and do a bit of even internet searching to be like, is this person in Breaking Bad? Um, And and I think to myself, a character like um, uh, Nacho or or whatever we want to call him is like, I, I... is he in Breaking Bad? I know that he's not, but he, like he so well fits into that universe that he, right. he could have been at any moment. And I think it's just it's I just can't even though even though these characters are all slightly older now, it just doesn't matter. It just works so well. I did exactly the same thing because I was I was unable to cope with the whole is is Nacho in Breaking Bad? Does he ever show up in Breaking Bad? And it turns out that he only gets mentioned. He gets mentioned when right. schools yeah. uh gets taken out by Jesse and uh, and Walt and sort of had the guns and he's like, oh, it wasn't me, it was Nacho. Well, I don't think he calls him Nacho, but he, he, he infers it's that character. So we yeah, hear about right. we hear about Lalo and we hear about Nacho in Breaking Bad, but we don't see them. So that gives us that tension of knowing we don't know what's going to happen between you know either one of those two characters. Speaking of uh, Lalo, what a fantastic um, villain. Amazing. Amazing. Just... I. Everything about him is like, I think, 
it's so good. I think he's so well cast. He's kind of weirdly likable. Um, he's always got a smile on his face, a huge, yeah, a huge yeah. smile. He seems so happy in his work, in his life, and then in just like a, a split second, he'll just turn into an app. You can see the psycho come through, and yeah, he's, cra- yeah. he's crazy. Yeah, and I think yeah, again, props to her. Um, I guess the the acting because you you can see the darkness behind his eyes. You you do know that he's the type of character that could easily flip from having the biggest smile to being the guy covered in blood at the end of a scene. So yeah. you never know what way it's going to go. Um, Paul, I'm wondering before because I feel like I'm I feel myself wanting to talk about predictions for next season. Um, yeah. But before we do that, shall we obviously talk a little bit about what's been happening throughout the season? Yeah. So um, I guess you know when we came in after that long wait from season four. Uh, we've got Jimmy now fully transitioned into Saul Goodman. Uh, you know, we've got the name change. He's now uh, he's representing street street level criminals, small time. Um, so good through, those, through his cell phone business. Incredible. Yeah, that, that's the yeah. first thing I was going to go to. One of those those early episodes with I think it was entitled Fifty Percent Off," where he was giving out the cards. That scene where he's he's in the tent and he's just going, you know people are coming in through the line just to sort of mm. say oh and they're getting the free cell phone it's just you know he, he's he's getting himself heaps of business more business than he can cope with and almost straight away uh he's getting more than he can bargain with when you know nacho takes him to see to see lalo salamanca um who then gets him to work as crazy eight's attorney and seeing crazy eight again was was absolutely brilliant because i i had just as I said before, just restarted watching Breaking Bad. So seeing Crazy Eight was, you know, really just brings those two universes, well, one universe, those two shows together really, really well. Um, and I think what's what's so great about um, Saul Goodman is he's, he's such a complex character. Like he's both... Um, you constantly find yourself feeling sorry for him, but I equally think he's such a, a sort of scumbag, dirtbag type lawyer as well. But yeah. he's so incredibly smart with some of the schemes that he's coming up, coming up with. Um, when I think about that, um, where he's doing the work with um, Kim, and he's got basically he's got all those cell phones out on his desk, and there's all these people ringing up, and he's pretending yeah. to be different people, and he's got people working for him, like these huge, like elaborate schemes that are kind of pulled together with like little funding just with his you know his buddies he's it's great that that episode you referred to was one of my favorite episodes i think i think i think actually it was that season four i'm not sure um but with all the cell phones i don't know maybe it was season five it's all sort of melded together but that Mm. was beautifully orchestrated um another big thing about this season as was hinted at in the trailer uh was the return of hank schrader um oh yes so great seeing Hank. It feels like it's a role that Dean Norris was just born to play. And you were talking about, you know, who would you like to see a TV series about? I would love to see a pre Better Call Saul series where we just follow Hank Schrader working for the DEA. Um, you know, we could even get a cameo from Walter maybe, but um, yeah, it would just be great. And you know what I love about when they first introduced Hank back into the show is it actually started with kind of like that belly shot as well. Yeah. And, and and you see the belly before you see Hank. And it, it's such a it, – it's so great. So great. He's so confident. He's so overconfident. And it's that arrogance that comes with it. And yet we know underlying that there's all that anxiety that he went through with uh, with Breaking Bad. It's, it's kind of all a big front and that he's not actually that sure of himself. But he's just amazing on screen. and. And, and I think this is this is the thing with this show, um, and I wouldn't be surprised if this happens more in season six, but at any point in any scene, you could actually have anyone from the Breaking Bad universe in a, in a background, not even saying anything, um, just going about their life. Uh, and but I well, maybe we'll get into that in the in the season six predictions, but um, it was so good seeing him again as well, yeah. and great to kind of just I think further make the connection between these um, two storylines. Yeah, because we're we're running out of time. We've only got one more season to go, and obviously there's still a number of years before 
those those two stories actually come together so i would love it just like we've seen in other shows like for example the walking dead i'd love it i would love it if they actually did decide at some point just to jump forward maybe yeah, in the last yeah. in the last five episodes of season six and i know we're going to talk about that later but just jump forward just to really bring those timelines really close together yeah because we because we're what we're about four years apart mm-hmm. between, that's exactly right exactly right. yeah what's happening now and what's happening in, in breaking bad so mm, interesting Another another thing we pick up early in this series uh, or this season, sorry, is the continuation of Mike's journey. And of course, Mike is he's kind of losing it after having to kill that German dude at the end of season four, who was creating yeah. uh, Gus's underground factory thing. Um, and I found his story act this season really, really interesting. Just how he's basically going out looking for fights. As a, as a as a sort of like a fix for what he's sort of he's going through his feelings, and then in the end, he bites off more than he can chew, and he gets pretty seriously messed up. Mm-hmm. Oh, look, I, you know, Mike Mike Ehrenhardt is, is such a oh, Ehrenhardt. Sorry, I thought mm. that completely wrong. Is um, like he's such a great character, and we, we've talked about him on many different episodes um, of the podcast. And I think he had so many standout moments um, in this season. But again, as you say, really good to kind of almost kind of see a bit more of the origin of Mike. And yep. I know that like obviously there's a whole bunch of stuff that would have happened in Mike's life long before he got kind of tied up with um, Gus, but kind of seeing how his relationship grew with Gus and that mm. Gus sees something in him, which, you know, obviously when he gets in that gets in that fight and um, bites off more than he can chew and he ends up in a being looked after in Mexico. That's right. Pu- purely because of Gus. Is, That's right. The whole place know, like, was, was owned by Gus and was all set up by him. And I think, again, that, you know, there's a, there's an episode which I think we'll, we'll talk about soon um, with Mike in the, in the desert, but I think, again, linked to linked to Mike is Gus and I think what I love about him is how he just he's actually he's a lot meaner I think in this um in Better Call Soul like he's a lot he's a lot more harder edged I think at the moment than I ever really remember him being in um Breaking Bad and I, I know he kind of could be that way but I always felt like he had a he he was really good at keeping the front whereas I yeah. feel like um He's he's still quite raw, and I think it's almost like it's really good again to see like a different side of Gus to see how he's really thinking about how he wants to use Mike. He obviously knows that he can trust him, and he wants to look out for him. And he he obviously has this innate ability to kind of see you're going to be of use to me. You're not. I need to look out for you. But even if you annoy me, I'm going to tell you, and you're going to hear, and you're going to you're going to feel my wrath, whether it be through silence or me not contacting you again for a while or whatever it is it's it's always well done and it's and it's terrifying to watch that as well it's just so authentic and um yeah i I have the same memory of mike in in breaking bad compared to here i think in better call saul he's been a bit more of a lone wolf and it's only when he he ends up in this place wherever in south america where he sort of has that chance to sort of get his thoughts together and then he decides to join Gus's operation sort of full time and that's when we get to see the two of them almost as they are in Breaking Bad as you know and now they're starting to focus together on how do they get Lalo out of the picture how do they sort of you know move mm, him out mm, and um mm. but yeah that terrifying relationship between Gus and Mike. I think um Mike's is such an interesting character and it would be I would almost I would almost watch the show, which was sort of about the younger days of Mike, even if it kind of like, you know, they had a different actor play a younger Mike, but as long as they included um, original Mike as kind of like, you know, narrating and yeah, doing different, it would be so good because he's such a badass. And I love how, like, like he's 73 or something in real life. Like, and you can tell on some of those shots, like he's, Mm. you know, he, he, he's an old guy. Yeah, <laughs> so, um, he but he, honestly, the way he just takes people down, the way he kind of knows the game, it, it's so well done. Um, and you can tell that he's really kind of em- really embraced the character in the sense of, because uh, he used to be a, he used to be a cop. Is that right? Uh, I'm pretty sure he used to be a cop or something like that. That sounds right. That sounds right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and you can you can kind of he just looks like a character that carries a whole bunch of wisdom and a whole bunch of knowledge and a whole bunch of street smarts, and he puts that together and uses it against against people. And 
it's great great character and i think you're right we'll talk about him when we go into some specific episodes particularly towards the the, the later mm. uh, side of the season um a couple of real quick shout outs that i wanted to talk about um stephen og who you and i will know better as simon from the walking that's Dead. right He's so good as that private investigator who went digging for dirt on Kevin, um, the CEO of Mesa Verde, when he he's, and then he sort of tries to go too far, and you know Saul and Kim are like, okay, no, 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 we don't we don't want that. He he played that part really really well. Um, um, I I actually heard somewhere that um, that 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 part actually wasn't meant for Simon Og. Is that um, right? And I uh, I think you know how. Um, Bill Burr plays plays kind of the who works in Breaking Bad is with Yule. Yes. Um, the guy with the sort of the, the red hair no, and the yeah. red yeah. beard. Um, the, basically, the I think that role was actually meant for him, but he had a scheduling conflict, so he couldn't do it because that was meant to be a tie-in of actually how you start to, you know, these are, these are soul sort of, I don't know, thugs or... Yeah. whatever, do his dirty work, and that was going to be the way to kind of bring them together. But he wasn't available, so they had to use um, Stephen Ogg. But still great, still great to see him. And nice. I love the way that they, they brought him into the series. Yeah, and look, we haven't seen him since season one of Breaking uh, of Better Call Saul, so it was great to have him him come back in. And uh, the other the other couple of people, just quickly, Mac, Mac Margolis, I think is how you pronounce it, the guy who plays Hector Salamanca. I just love every single scene with Hector Salamanca even though he's just in that wheelchair with the bell I just find every time he's on screen it's just always the most entertaining scene and when we see Lalo leave him in the in the final scene with, with Hector uh, when he's off to sing be, you know joining that happy birthday sing along and the just look of like, resignation on his face like this yeah, is what yeah. his life has become uh, that was fantastic I, I, I do honestly, I do honestly think that this is Better Call Soul is going to make Breaking Bad an even better watch in the future because it's yeah. almost like you know we're talking Star Wars prequels, like it's given you a whole bunch of extra context about all these characters that you already care about. Um, That's right. And so it's going to be it's going to be a great package in the future, a great that- rewatch. That's it. And the question will then be, just like it is with Star Wars, what order do you watch it in? Do you go with Breaking Bad first and then go back, or do you just watch it all the way through? That'll be an interesting one to decide. Um, the last, the last couple of people that really stood out for me. Uh, so we've already talked about Hank, but it was also good to see um, his partner uh, Gomez uh, return mm-hmm. as well. Um, that was really a really nice touch. And then also, of course, uh, the two cousins, uh, Hector's nephews, uh, oh, Daniel yeah. and Luis Moncada, who we, we we talked about from our mailbag last week. Uh, those two, just such great entertainment value, really good characters. Oh, again, two two characters who were just such such strong on-screen presence that as soon as they're on screen, you're like, oh, it's going down, something's going to happen. Um, and I think what the show does really well combined with the actors doing well is being able to convey really intense messages with silence um, or or just with music. Um, it's it's really good. I think, you know, in terms of like calling out, you know, and every every actor on the show is incredible, but I think we can't go past talking about like um, Kim Wexler as well and um, and even, even Nacho Vargo, like such – yeah. Such strong, strong characters into the show. And actually a lot of the a lot of Better Call Soul actually isn't even about Saul Goodman. So that that's it. That's right. And I, I do you know what I've thought about that in terms of the name of the show because there's so much about it is about Mike. And both of those characters were, were big in Breaking Bad. It's kind of like I was I've thought about this with the movie Solo from the Star Wars franchise. There was a lot about that movie that was about Lando or about Chewie. It's kind of like, why did they focus on that one character and then put all the pressure, almost as it were, on that one character to deliver? There's so much more to the show. And and actors um, like Michael Mando playing uh, Nacho and Ray Seagal mm-hmm. as Kim Wexler have both been such standout roles this, this season. Well, they, they have been throughout the series, but this season in particular, I just feel like... You know what? Yeah, I don't want to get into the season six conversation, but you know what is going to happen to these these characters? It's just that's 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 actually what I'm more interested in, almost than what is going to happen to Saul next. Oh yeah, definitely, because I think we we we, we kind of know, it's almost like the Anakin story, right? Like we yeah. kind of know where we know yeah. where Anakin's going, um, but all these side characters, so many questions. It was the same with Chuck. 
you know, I really wanted to know what was going to happen with Chuck. So the moment when we got to that point where he just kicked over that oil lantern and just, you know, set his house alight was, that was just a real intense ending for that character. And the guys, you know, Peter Gould, Vince Gilligan, Melissa Bernstein, all of the people that write and produce the show are going to do something big, I think. And I, I know I keep saying I won't do it, but I really feel season six is going to be all about Mando, uh, sorry, Mando, about Michael Mando's character, Nacho and Ken Wexler. Yeah, definitely. And I think, you know, we've talked um, previously about what's really good about a show is when they know how many seasons they've got to tell a story. And I think with both Breaking Bad and Better Call Soul, they've kind of known they've got these six seasons and and it, it's all kind of crafted to fit in nicely. And I think it's not at any point have they been wobbly about, oh, we might end, so we're going to have to like put in some filler content. And it, as you said, like there, there is no filler in these shows. It's all intentional and it all means something and it's all for better storytelling. And not as they're not only filler, but they're also, they're, they're creating this future for us as well. So they're putting, they're sort of making this beautiful tapestry being sewn together at the start of each season. What I love is those black and white scenes where we get to see Jean who you know, oh, yeah. is, is all in the future. And not only um, does it sort of, give us a glimpse of what might happen. But this this season, season five, it was a really long section about Gene. And, mm. you know, we get to see him have that panic attack uh, in, the, in the taxi cab on the way home because the driver seemed to recognise him. And then at the mall, that guy confronts him. And then we had that beautiful moment, which tied in so nicely with uh, El Camino, where Saul phones up um robert forster's character the vacuum guy about getting a new identity and then in the end just decides mm -hmm. to, to to hang up and um i'll tell you what i would love and probably someone's already done this if i go looking for it i would love a video of all the clips of gene that we see at the start of each of those five seasons put together to see mm -hmm. what what we've got from him at cinnabon all the way through to to where he is now um because that would be a great a great show to watch in the future it's funny because those scenes with gene at the start and I know they're, they're only really at the start of each season, but it feels like they're equally such a big part of the Biddical Soul universe that I yeah. feel like there's more of them than there probably are. And I, I feel like, you know, there's probably hundreds of hours of them, but there's not. There's probably, it probably equals like, I don't know, 12 minutes or, so, or something That's exactly ridiculous. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so Paul, have you got a, um, a sort of favourite episode of the season? Look, I, I feel that I cannot distinguish between those final three episodes. So I'm talking about oh, 508, 509, 510, uh, the Bagman episode in the desert, the bad choice road where Lalo's going to Mexico, but then he finds Saul's car and so he goes to pay Saul a visit. And then, of course, the finale, uh, something unforgivable. Those three episodes. Do you know what? I feel like I can't remember a show where I got three back-to-back -back 10 out of 10 episodes with such high tensions, such stress, mm. such great tv enjoyment and the highest quality i feel like i need to go all the way back to i don't know maybe star trek the next generation where i could last say i got a, a three ten out of tens you know sorry i had to get star trek in there somewhere right um but yeah just a real real those three episodes for me are just i i can't distinguish any of them what about you oh, oh look I, i'm very much in the same camp and i think uh, I, I'm almost even while we're talking about it now would be interested in rewatching those last three episodes again, mm. just back to back. Because I think um, like Bagman probably like is probably my favorite. Um, if I had, if I had to choose gun to your head type situation, but I agree with you, yep. all three of them are so good because they show characters in slightly different, uh, slightly different light. But what my favorite thing about Bagman was, is that was actually really about um, Mike and soul becoming that's right. um, not best friends, but like, but like being in a situation together and getting through it. And I think that's going to, and that, that's obviously the, the bond and connection they have, they have going forward. And I, again, so, um, so many terrible things happened to soul in that scene that Mike just being a complete badass, taking out everybody. Um, we've got the, um, Salamanca brothers, like, in there like it's just, there's so many good things there's so many horrific things there like the i can still picture the moment of um soul getting the the cactus um thing through his foot <laughs> yes <laughs> the the pain of having to to lug that money through the desert like you know when you've when you've done some really intense exercise and you're like i just don't want to go on and i you could just feel his pain of like i've got seven million dollars yeah. and i 
I have to carry it through the desert and I can't do it. And um, that's just great. He just couldn't take any more. And then we see in the follow-up episode where he's trying to to lie to Kim and just basically say, oh, you know, there was a bit of trouble, but, you know, then she finds the the coffee the coffee cup with the bullets through it. And, you know, there's so much more story there. And, you know, at that point, he's not opening up to her. He's still keeping things from her. Classic Saul. He, he infuriates me. I just can't imagine how anyone, let alone Kim, could ever think about marrying this guy. He's just, he's just, he's just, you know, I can't, I couldn't handle the thought of it. Um, I've just had a thought about what you said about episodes, though, because I was so caught up in the finale because it's been so recently that we've seen it. But I was just looking through the episode names and I just, I just spotted Wex, uh, Wexler versus Goodman. I love that episode. That was the one with, where Saul's creating those TV adverts. Oh, yes, yes, that was good. Uh, yeah. That was a fantastic episode, as too was um, the the episode where he just goes after Howard with the with the bowling balls and you know, just goes absolutely crazy. That was also really – I mean, it's just so many great episodes. Do you know what I love about his beef with Howard is it's just like this – it's like a side job for him where he's just yeah. like, you know what? It's time for me to like <laughs> to like dish out dish out some pain to Howard, whether it's throwing bowling balls over his fence or organizing those prostitutes. Like, I feel like he just kind of he's like he's going about his life. Other stuff's going on, but it's like, oh, I haven't given Howard a bit of a rev up for a while. I better go do something. Yep. No, really, really strong. And I think too, like linked to that is how great was it when um, Howard tries to pull um, Kim aside and say, hey, look, Jimmy threw <laughs> yes. his bowling balls, blah, blah, blah. And and she just laughs. She's like, I don't, what, what, is that it? Do you know what, Kim, Kim is, a, is a character in the show you've talked about who, when I think about Breaking Bad and I think about how Walter just was the one who broke down and you know, went crazy, that's that's what Kim has been doing, right? She is just she feeds on that that danger. Like she seems to be no sore. You've got to stop this. You've got to stop this. And then all of a sudden, she's actually going more. You know, she's she's throwing her life away even more than he is sometimes. Yeah. Oh, look. Well, she's already like she's more interested in doing. Um, I guess that pro bono, pro bono style work. Um, she definitely. Uh, I think she likes a little bit of danger. Um, obviously she's she's had a um. A, a, a rough upbringing by the sounds of things, the way they talk about her character, um, the way that she's kind of plotting towards how can they actually make things worse for Howard. Um, she And I, I think she's – I could actually see her – actually offering to get involved in some cartel law. Like I could I could imagine <laughs> her actually saying to Lalo, look, I'll get me in. I'll take it. She loves it. I can, I can she imagine big job. she would be – she would be really good at it as well. In fact, wouldn't it be funny if it turns out that she was almost the first choice for for Lalo or, or for Gus, and then ends up something oh, yeah. ends up happening to her? That's the danger with with every scene that that Kim is in, and the same with the same with Lalo, same with Nacho. Is because we don't know what's going to happen to them. Like when when she stands up to Lalo in the house and is like basically saying, "He's told you mm. the story a thousand times." We at that at that point, I'm thinking this could be it. This could be the moment that you know. Kim gets taken out, so there's always so much, so much stress in those scenes. And I think in that in that particular scene is a is a great example about how there's kind of this melting pot of all these super strong characters that could just kind of come together in any way. So you've got Lalo who could snap and do something to Kim. You've actually got like Mike listening on the phone who could could be there with a sniper rifle waiting to take someone out or or kick in the door and, and start shooting. Um, who knows what Jimmy's going to do? Who knows what Lalo's going to do? Is um, is Vega going to come back up the stairs and like and get involved? Like it's just at any time, right. there's so many angles of, of where this could go. As much as I've said, I do hope they jump forward halfway through the season. I hope they pick up episode one straight once they've done the gene scene. I hope they go straight back to Lalo walking away and and, and straight into that scene. Um, a character I don't think we've paid enough attention to who has also been exceptional in this season is Gus. His oh, yeah. his his just one of the greatest villains of all time the episode where he is waiting for the phone call and he's making that kid clean the fryer clean. Over oh yeah and over I again that. i just i i've never felt so sorry for a teenager in my life that that gave me some sort of form of ptsd of like like doing some job for my dad and being like have i cleaned the car enough and he's like looking at it like have you actually cleaned the mud off the of the yeah. wheels like and it's like it's never quite good enough and no matter how good you think it's going to be and His, even the way he kind of concluded at the end like 
okay, that is acceptable. Do. Yeah. Do you think it's good enough? Like, uh, it's, it's so cutting. It's not good. It's acceptable. And his eyes are so intense with the stare through those glasses. I love the fact you know he he plays the villain as we've talked about in the Mandalorian. I just think the way he just he just comes across with so much uh, just unspoken power. And just mm-hmm. and it's the calmness of the man that is truly terrifying. I, I, I couldn't agree more. Like that's definitely one of my favorite scenes of the season. Um and I, I like how again like he's building up his relationship with Mike and how it all kind of comes together. Um surely um in the, in season six as well, we're gonna have the the Gus soul kind of interaction as well. Um I've lost my train of thought, but I think he's uh, just his constant presence. Whenever he's on screen, you kind of know that he's in charge. I love how he's always thinking about the the bigger picture. Yeah. I and he's thinking about all the different angles, and he's he's really playing that long game. And I can't think of um, their names, but the two guys that work for Gus, um, how you know from Breaking Bad, yeah. like and they and they're just so solid. And I feel like and I think what Gus is trying he's trying to get Mike to be one of those like level level guys like. You know, because in Breaking Bad, yeah, I feel like they're all, they're all sort of on an even level. Whereas I think in Better Call Soul, it's almost like Mike's a little bit below those guys at the moment. Yep. Hey, we've got a, a real strong uh, finale that I think we should quickly touch on before we talk about season six predictions and that tunnel that Lalo has under his house. And then, you know, when he escapes through it and he deliberately leaves the, ba- the bath, was it like a bathtub? Up. Yeah, bath. So- yep. And I was like screaming, why would you not put the bathtub down? Don't let them know where you've gone. But of course, he wants them to follow him. He wants them in the tunnel. And then as soon as he gets out, he's like, you know, I think you were saying yesterday when we talked about it, you know, most people would be, let's 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 just let's just get out of here. Let's run away. He's actually, I'm going straight back in there. Terrifying. Oh yeah. Definitely. It's such a great scene because I was in the same camp of like, you know, like you'd get out of there and like I wouldn't I wasn't gonna be surprised if he opened up the trap door and actually saw um uh, Nacho Vega like like in the not too distant future and, and him chasing after him. Uh, but then to see him walk back into the house was just like, Oh, you're you're a badass. Like yeah. he's yeah, it was and especially to like knowing in that house that there was sort of the elderly housekeeper and the you know like and just and that, that that's what a game where his character as a villain really plays out well because actually he cares about those people who look after his house that's um, right. and the fact that the fact that they they've been taken out and sort of part of this cartel war whatever you want to call it is it's not going to go down well at all have you have we got anything because we have talked about it pretty much the whole time have, have you got anything else that you're predicting for season six um yeah look i think um i guess my my big things would be are we going like well there's so many things for me i think where where is lalo like where's his first stop gonna be like i think obviously um he's got a beef with um gus but i think it's he's also gonna have a beef with um with with nacho for sure is he gonna find nacho before nacho gets back to whether he's going we're back to the states mm. um how is like i i for some reason i think mike will get involved in this really quickly and then i think the next question for me will be how do jimmy and kim fall into this picture and and because i think you know jimmy and kim definitely haven't seen the last of lalo like he's he's going to be turning up on their doorstep again um and i don't think it's going to be for good reasons then I think you've got obviously a whole bunch of stuff happening with the with the gene situation at the start of the season, and you know I've sort of predicted for a long time I wouldn't be surprised to see um, an Aaron Paul cameo in one of those gene scenes or mm. or or somewhere, but who knows? I think there's the what's happening to Kim because um, we know that Kim's not in Breaking Bad. Yeah. There's, there's, there's so many options. I think that um, the other thing that's kind of on my mind is because in Breaking Bad, Gus still has his connections with the cartel. Obviously, whatever happens as a result of this doesn't get like leaked out to the wider audience because, or it's somehow going to have to get smoothed over. And I feel like 
it's awesome that we've kind of only got one more season, but I'm almost a little bit scared now for such a slow burn show. How are we going to fit it all in? Because yeah. like we want we want the time leap, we want closure on Kim, we want closure on uh, Nacho, we want closure on um, Lalo. Like how we we kind of want to see all these different things happen, but the way that um, Better Call Saul works doesn't quite play by those rules. So. Are some things going to be just left in the open? Agreed. So, look, you've you've touched on pretty much everything I would have touched on, and I think the only thing that's left to say now is, can we get Victor Gilligan and Peter Gould onto this podcast, and we'll start talking through how they should be doing some of these episodes? Because there's so much, as you say, that we want tidied up. I think the only things that I would add to that list would be uh, perhaps some sort of. Uh, closure. I, I'd love to see. I think he deserves it. Some sort of closure to the Howard story. I think we've invested so much time mm-hmm. in Howard mm-hmm. across these five seasons. I think. I think his story and um, HHM. I think there's still something else to be done there. Um, you know, are they going to go down the uh, the the old person's home million dollars that they could get? Mm-hmm. You know, with that with that story. Um, are we going to see more of Hank? coming to the show are we going to see any more characters from the breaking bad universe who we haven't seen already come in i don't know yeah well and i think that's the thing right like i i think in some ways if we see characters from the breaking bad universe i i think it'll be more slight nods i don't think it would be like necessarily even any big dialogue scenes or if, if any because i think there's just not enough time to deal with it yeah um I think the thing is for me is the the real the real big thing is so yeah like Nacho could easily end up um, dying in, in sort of the the drug cartel war is what's going to happen to Kim does Kim end up getting wrapped up in this does she end up um, meeting her de- her demise which yeah. I'm I'm just not sure if, if that's like I think Sol would be a different character if she died as a result of some of the stuff that he'd been involved in. So it really makes me wonder that she must somehow get out of this life or leave it, which yeah. then makes me wonder, could we see Kim in one of the gene scenes? You took the words right out of my mouth. I was just going to say, you've mentioned about Jesse Pinkman showing up. I wonder if Kim could show up. You know, that would really, if that's going to happen, if they're going to do that, would they give us therefore one final gene scene at the end of the series, because if they do that at the start of the season six, then obviously that takes that tension away. So um, I think that I would think be that's it. how we get it. I think that's how we get it. I think at the end of the season, um, we basically cut to the the Cinnabon life. Yeah, and, that's it. And we get some closure there. And maybe it's a bit of a longer scene than what we normally get at the start. Like maybe it's a it's a good ten minute scene, um, which gives that kind of conclusion. And I do wonder whether some things will just be left open because. It, 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 because I don't know whether that whether they'll do with the time skip or not. Because some things might just look. You've had this little slice of what's been happening. You're not going to get it all. Um, yeah. Be thankful for what you've got. Yeah, we should we should be thankful for what we've got. Although I I will be slightly irked if I don't get closure on Kim, if I don't get closure on Howard, if I don't get closure on Nacho, and if I don't get a really satisfying not closure, but ending to whatever they leave us with, with Gene. That's probably all I'd want. I think, yeah, yeah, which, yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? Because Gene really is like, you know, we're talking like souls sort of in the past, Gene's in the future, and it's kind of like a little bit missing that sense. I honestly did think at the end of season five that um, Lala was going, was, wasn't going to make it. Um, and I think it's really, I think, kind of thrown me a little bit that he's still going to be around for season six. Yeah, no, I, I'm the same. And look, when if we fast forward a year in our lives and we're doing this podcast at the end of season six, that's when we're going to need some sort of support group set up for me because I need some sort of Better Call Saul Universe TV show on the air. So we're going to have to start brainstorming ideas yeah, about what, what yeah, we can be right. doing. What, what is next for those guys, for Vince Gilligan and Co? It's a good question. Well, I guess time-wise, we're probably coming to the end of this week's podcast yeah we are look it's it's gone really fast i think um obviously it's it's always great to talk about a show that we're really passionate about and we don't have any um negative or bad things to talk about um we don't have to talk about kylo ren carrying the carrying the trilogy but um don't do it don't finish on this note dan okay finish on a high finish on a high okay (laughs) okay no look i think it's it's been a fantastic season um i really felt like spoiled being able to watch season four and season five basically back to back 
um, and I now too have the the long long wait um, till season six. And you know, as you know, I'm a bit of a I, I enjoy a rewatch, um, and I could actually see myself rewatching Breaking Bad again, even though I've already seen it yep. um, quite recently. Not not straight away, but I, I could see it coming up in my future um, again. Definitely before season six. I think I'll, I'll be I'll be carrying on my rewatch, which typically once lockdown has ended, I'll be doing an episode a day on the train, and so that'll see me through. And then I'll do the same with Better Call Saul, and uh, mm-hmm. maybe that'll timing wise, by the time I get to season five, we'll be ready for season six. Maybe. I definitely think when it comes to season six, I I definitely will at least rewatch season five of Better Call Saul because I think mm-hmm. there's just so much good stuff in there, mm-hmm. and it will be good to remind ourselves of actually the build-up of these characters and where we're heading. Good stuff. Cool. Before we wrap up, just one quick thing for you, Dan. Uh, Only one little thing from the mailbag this week. So last week's episode, we were talking about Transformers, a cartoon from our our history that we enjoyed watching as kids, and you had a... uh, a, a toy, a transformer toy you couldn't remember the name of. We had a response from one of our listeners on Twitter, uh, at White Star Prime, a friend of the show, Ash, said that that character was Powerglide. That was the plane with the face on the other side, the red plane. And that was as soon as he, as soon as Ash said Power Powerglide, um, and I did a quick Google search, it confirmed it was definitely Powerglide. Good stuff. So, well played, Ash. Uh, yeah, yeah, thanks for. Um, Thanks for putting putting my mind at ease. I now know what it is. It's good. We've got a, and we've got quite a few new listeners from around the world. Um, uh, another friend of ours um, from Australia, Courtney. Welcome, welcome on board to Half Measures. Good to That's have you great. here. Love having more people come on board. We've got. I see we had listeners come in from Miami, uh, as well as Orlando. Now, so there's a couple of places there. We've got listeners in the Manawa too, as we know now. Uh, Miami to Manawa too. I mean, yeah. <laughs> That sounds like a movie I would, I would watch Miami yeah. to the Manor would do. What a story. It sounds sort of like a, a Sharknado type movie. Yeah, I'll be in on that. Yeah. So um, that's no, been great. Yeah, so um, if you want to get in touch with the show, um, we're available on all the different channels. Um, we're often on Twitter Twitter and Instagram and all those things. Twitter at Half Measures Pod um, and on Instagram and other Facebooks and the whatever Tumblr. is your preference. Tumblr. Pinterest. Pinterest. We're there. TikTok. We're there. No, we're not. Look, we're, not on, we're not on TikTok. You can even leave us a message on um, on the Anchor website. So, yep. and we we do hope to have our um, our website up soon. Our um, our we, our web guy who does our web work. Mm. Yeah, let's, <laughs> has, let's have a conversation um, with him. Shall we? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Okay, all right, Paul. It's been um, it's been great chatting, and um, I guess we'll see you next week. Yes, take care, everyone, and thanks for listening. Adios.